Hello and welcome to Taboo Talk, the podcast brought to you by Boots that asks the seriously awkward health and wellness questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Vogue Williams, and today we're talking about self-pleasure as a form of self-love. Believe it or not, a shocking statistic from a new report reported that on average 21% of those surveyed said they strongly agree or somewhat agree that masturbation is shameful or wrong. The taboo is more prevalent among younger women with a quarter, 25% of women aged 18 to 34 seeing it as shameful compared to only 15% of 45 to 55 year olds. Women's health is still riddled with misconceptions and myths and it's affecting the way women see their own bodies. Joining me today are two amazing guests. First up, it's Ruby Rare. Ruby is an award-winning sex and relationship educator, ambassador for UK's leading sexual health charity, Brooke, and a body positivity advocate. Ruby Rare is a resident sex expert on E4's Sex Rated. She's an author of Sex Ed, a guide for adults and host of a podcast series, In Touch. She actively promotes spaces to learn, celebrate, and embrace sex positivity and inclusion. She's also worked with various sex toy brands, including Bush, Lawand and Lilo. She travelled the States earlier this year on a Climax tour with Lilo. We also have Nellie London, a body acceptance content creator and eating disorder recovery advocate on social media. Despite the backlash she faced for promoting masturbation in 2022, she collaborated with the famous sex toy brand Vush to release her successful line of rabbit vibrators. She's also an advocate of sex positivity and explores the link between self-love, self-acceptance and self-pleasure. Right, Let's get started with an icebreaker. Hands up who's masturbated this week. <laughs> okay, so we've just heard the stats. What are your thoughts around the stigma around self-love? I can't believe those stats. Yeah. I, I can. Can it, you? It doesn't surprise me. I feel like you'd be better, but... Uh, well, I, f- I feel... I feel sad about them, but I'm yeah. not surprised by yeah. them. I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful that as we move forwards, that stat's going to get less and less. My The weirdest part of the stats for me are that it's 25% of women aged 18 to 34 seeing it as shameful and only 15% of 45 to 55. I would have thought that would have been flipped. That is weird. Yeah. Because it's the older oh. generation. I feel like my mum, my grandma, they're the ones who are like, don't talk about it. Shh. Yeah, surely they're all time. doing it. Come on. Well, obviously. But they have <laughs> to be doing so. it. But it's also about... Like whenever we talk about younger people, we've got to think about the environment that they've grown up in and what they've inherited from generations beyond them. So hopefully the people who are older in these statistics might have formed a bit more of their own path and had a bit of time to shed that inherited Mm. shame and messaging. Whereas when we're younger, you're just bombarded with this. And I think especially for women, like there's no just think about how gendered it is, the idea of self-pleasure and masturbation Mm. as teenagers. Mm. Like what boys are taught is acceptable versus what girls are taught for boys it's this funny thing you joke about it there's like a month where it's november where you're like no where people compete to see how long they cannot wank for what yeah no is that a thing no fap november no what (laughs) there's no wanking in november no fap november when i used to go into schools and teach there would be there would be all of these jokes about that and then all of the girls in the classroom it would be denying it of being like oh no no i would i don't do that i would never do that because it's not encouraged i have a question then who has done it this week? <laughs> Literally part of the You two, you two. <laughs> Full house. Go on. <laughs> um, that is so, I, I never knew that. Because I thought kids would have been more, like, 
I have a real thing around porn, which is a different conversation that like I would have been worried about like children growing up and how they view porn and how they view sex and everything. So I would have assumed that they would have been masturbating more. And but I actually until we decided to do this pod, I didn't realize that so many people thought it was shameful because I chat about it on my other podcast and like we laugh about it and joke about it. And like the running joke is that I always have my hands in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't know that there was like shame Do still you around not get it mm-hmm. rubbish comments and people saying weird things to you because you say that no Sorry, so, i i put it down as my my co-host is like vogue vogue pause away pause away herself is what she says and now i've never <laughs> had a negative a negative comment at all but i kind of love that you're talking about it with just zero shame because mm-hmm. there's yeah. like there's no room for someone maybe to come at you because you're just like I don't care this is what I'm doing yeah whereas for lots of people there's still so much nervousness about having those initial conversations just bringing it up as something casual that happens yeah and I wish we could all do that a bit more but it takes time I so that's why we're having conversations like this I'm just shocked that like the stats are the way they are I just think people should be more that's why I love that we're having this conversation I think it needs to happen and people like stop the shame around us yeah the shame is so inherent like yeah the second we learn especially as women about masturbation there was shame attached yeah instantly no one needed to say to us by the way this is really shameful Mm. it was just there we all knew we didn't talk about it we didn't talk about with our friends definitely not our family the boys could talk about it and laugh and joke about it but not us that's Mm. for a different classroom so the shame is there but as adults i feel like we can learn to push past it and let go of some of that shame all of that shame but it takes it takes time for that shame to melt Mm. away as well and I I think we've all got to talk about it more but I I also don't want anyone listening to this to feel pressure that they have to change their mindset immediately because sex positivity and all these conversations we believe there's like loads of goodness in them but I don't want that to add any extra pressure onto anyone yeah. of them being like oh god well now I've got to be masturbating all the time and I've got to feel okay <laughs> in my body and learn all this stuff and have sex yeah. toys like it's really it's very much go at your own pace yeah. and and I want all of us to feel more comfortable having conversations wherever we're at even if it's going like I don't know about any of this yeah. and I feel shame and I feel nervous when did you first um discover self-love <laughs> Like, what age first? would you have been? I'm trying to think. I well, think that, I was in secondary school for sure. How, how, how old is that, secondary school? Uh, 12. 12 and up. Yeah. I can't remember when, but I remember just not knowing what to do about it. And I had yeah. no idea, like, like, masturbation was not a thing. It was just, like, a weird thing I was stuck with. And there was nowhere for it to go. Or do mm. you just... Yeah. How, did you figure yeah. it out, though? What, what age would I you have been? I think a lot older. Yeah. Like, when it's you start to get taught it, and, like, we were, we'd call it PSHE. So, like, so you got taught... About masturbation in we school. We got told about like I didn't. urges <laughs> and like I think that's all I remember is yeah. urges, not masturbation. Well, you get a lot of the, a lot of people get taught about wet dreams for boys, yes, yeah, and then just remember periods that. for girls. Yeah, we get yeah, periods. Yeah. Great, get we'll periods just deal with that. And sore boobs and wide hips, and you're going to get hairy, but nothing yeah. about sexual urges. Nothing about gonna, pleasure no. or fun or exploration. Nothing. Which is always, I think, people can get a bit nervous talking about that stuff with teenagers. It's not about instructing someone or telling someone what to do, yeah. but just when we're talking about bodies and puberty and intimacy is bringing pleasure into the conversation just saying and this is this is something that has the potential to be mm. exploratory and fun and you, find, you can try find, it you home. Can find that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just fear. I remember there was a lot of mm. like, don't get pregnant. Oh yeah. there was so Mate, don't was get it. pregnant. Yeah. Yes. But like speaking about like 
my mum gave me a book, like the most stupid book ever. And that was it. I was just dumped with this book. But like, I have three young kids and I'm, do I teach them about that? Like, or do they figure it out themselves? I feel like boys figure it out a lot quicker because it's an easier thing to figure out, I suppose. Yeah. And they're, they're always messing around anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, stop on your hand, Daniel Pants. Um, but I, yeah. <laughs> well, you are the resident sex person on Sex Rated. So do you think self-pleasure and satisfying sex play an important role in a fulfilling relationship? Yeah, massively. I do I, too. I really yeah. do. I think we're so, we're very quick in relationships and I've done this before and I'm speaking from experience, it's really easy to start to kind of merge your sexual identity with your partners. Mm. And it's it's really important to, as wonderful as partnered sex is and, and will always be, to think of your sexual identity as something that is your own. And yeah. it's two people mm-hmm. coming together. Sometimes it's more than two people coming together. But we've got to be able to learn about ourselves before we can share that with other people. And yeah. I think solo sex and masturbation is a really important way of us knowing who we are before we get in relationships and kind of explore that as a team. Yeah. And it's, it's good to like make something a little bit different of your relationship if you've been in one for a long time. Mm. I don't know. Do you think it's hard for people to like to say masturbation? Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you girls are on the front line, basically, for me. So. <laughs> so I don't know, but you've had your fair share. You did. You spoke about masturbation. What year was that? Was that 2022 or 2019? Yes, last year. Yeah, and you had loads and of backlash. Yeah. So when I started working with sex brands about sex toys and things like that, I just, the first thing I noticed was thousands of people unfollowed me, which obviously Stop. isn't in the world, but just from a mention on a story or showing a product on a story, instant people didn't want to know, unfollowed, done, like they're done with me, which is fine, up to them, obviously. Yeah. But further than that, I did get a lot of weird messages that people just hated it and they obviously thought it was such an awful, shameful thing to be discussing and showing that they were just so angry at me for doing it and they let me know. That's really bizarre. Mm. You um, you have your own sex toy range, as we said, with mm. Vush. What made you want to do that, to create your own sex toys? I It wasn't even my idea. The idea was given to me one day, and it took me a really long time to actually decide, like, do I want to do it? Am I yeah. brave enough for this? Because I wasn't <laughs> sure. And we went through the design process, and by the end of it, I was like, yeah, this is a really great product. This is a really good message. And like this is actually going to really help, especially because of the backlash I used to get when I just talk about sex toys in general. I was like, actually, we need this. Yeah. It's important to keep going with this message and not back down, even though people hated it. Some people Was it hard to do that though? When you're getting so much backlash and getting all these messages, was it hard to just keep going and pushing mm. forward with the masturbation story? Keep <laughs> masturbating, guys. Keep doing this. <laughs> kind of. But also I knew it's like the right thing we need to be going in the right direction mm. and I wasn't keep like pushing because people hated it like I just thought no people are resistant because it's new and it's scary which is why we should keep yeah. keep talking about it keep going until it's not new and scary anymore mm. so you you've got your own line of sex toys yeah sold well, out did, so well done now, yeah, very <laughs> yeah when did you first start using sex toys I think I was a little bit later in life compared to what you might think. But I want to say I was like 24, 25. Yeah. When I, I had the confidence 
to go and buy them. Yeah. Which I didn't have as a teenager, for sure. But as well, like, you don't really have the money when you're... Certainly you don't want to have one when you're living at home, but you don't yeah. have the money to go and buy one. You don't want to risk ordering them and having <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah, the ordering so. thing, I think, can be scary. I mean, I saved up and I bought a sex toy when I was 19. So... And I felt so... I, like, walked into Anna Summers. <laughs> I think I, it took me a really long time to kind of learn how to orgasm on my own or with yeah. a partner mm-hmm. and I had this weird I kind of blame and thank Sex and the City for this because I was obsessed with Sex and the City oh, and that, that rabbit episode where Charlotte gets obsessed with using a, ra- a rabbit and there's like an intervention <laughs> and they steal it teach us a lot but it, but it, so I'm glad it normalised it and it made me feel curious about it but also I looked at that episode and was like oh okay I feel broken because I haven't learned enough about my body yet so I'll buy a sex toy and that will just solve everything for me so I went to Ann Summers I bought like in hindsight like quite a ridiculous over the top (laughs) sex toy for your first one like a big purple rabbit and I went home and used it and I was like this isn't working for me like why this is too much and so now I think I always encourage people to kind of start slow and steady like Mm -hmm. you don't need to bring out the big guns yeah yeah and sex toys can be such a wonderful component to masturbation and pleasure but there's also layers that you've got to do about discovering things around yourself. Yeah. Like a sex toy is a tool. It's not going to solve all your problems. Yeah. Although they're very pretty. To yeah. Your nice stands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what was, what's your favorite sex toy? Ooh, that's like asking me to pick a favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of regulars that are like always the go-tos, stainless steel sex toys. Okay. Because often we're really focused on like vibration and like clitoral suction toys now are really popular. But they, a clitoral suction toy? I've oh never God, even it's heard like of a that. a tiny hoover. Yeah. Stop. It's no. magical. Okay, we'll sort you no. out. Yeah. <laughs> Your mind's going to be going home with a bag of stuff. <laughs> but I love these stainless steel toys that are really heavy yeah. and like beautiful dildos that are quite curved and just... I feel like I've seen them. Yeah, mm. I've, it took me a while to buy one and now I think I've got to say that's my favourite. But obviously, I love your what toys are, as Yeah, well. what's your, your favourite is yours. <laughs> Mine is obviously the one that my face is on the box of. Which is a beautiful rabbit with like the actual, not the rabbit arm, but the main internal arm pulsates. Oh, it's, okay. it's stunning and it's beautiful and it's really nice. And that's the first time I really enjoyed rabbit vibrators. Because yeah. like you said, they're scary. Yeah. And I put it off for ages until I tried this one. I was like, actually, it's not that scary. Good. And it's not big. It's not giant. Yeah, size. we don't yeah. need you. People always jump to like the, the biggest thing, yeah. and it, and that's really size doesn't matter. It, Toys, penises, it applies to exactly. Yeah. You could uh, like for people starting out. What would you say is a good one to start out with? Like a little like bullet. Said, something vibration. Something yeah. small. Just something that's not going to intimidate you, and you're not going to have to like work yourself up to like mm. getting out the drawer. Just something yeah. that's nice and small. I'd say more, even more than a bullet, there are loads of brands do really nice kind of more pebble-shaped toys. Oh, they're still yeah. small, yeah. but it's giving you vibration. But bullets can be quite like specific Pointy. pinpoint vibration mm. and a more pebble-shaped, like they're often kind I of soft silicone. I ones before. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. And it spreads out the vibrations a little bit more. So yeah. that's always my go-to first one. And lube. Lube yeah. is a sex toy. Are yeah. we counting it as that? I think that's yeah. really essential. So, uh, okay, is there prep to using sex toys? Like, would you always have lube or how do you, how do you prep? I think so. I th- Lube now is just like an essential part of my sex life. If that's yeah. sex with myself or sex with other people as well. What do you think? I don't use lube that much. I, mm-hmm. I think I'm still a little bit scared of lube. I do use it, yeah. but not for toys for myself. Yeah. I don't find I like... It just doesn't help for me. But I also don't like the smells. Sometimes even yeah. the ones that aren't mm. scented, they have a really subtle 
clinical scent and I smell it, I'm like, no, that's not sexy. Yeah. I need sexy smells only. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you bring out a sexy smelling lube? That's a good idea. Um, Ruby, this is for you. Have you ever used sex toys during group sex? I mean, yeah. <laughs> if I'm using them in partnered sex, then if it's more than two, we might as well bring some toys in. Yeah, I have done. And again, I think it's group sex, if it's, if it's three people or more, is often very playful and exploratory. It's kind of less... I feel like, well, is it quite chatty? Oh yeah, I it is quite chatty. <laughs> yeah, because if you're like, hey, hello, like you guys have had enough, or is it like yeah. very inclusive? It's very inclusive. I mean, I think especially with like three or four people, there can be, there's, there are these real moments of intensity and it doesn't have to be as verbal, but the the kind of more sex party Roman orgy vibes that I've been in before. <laughs> there's some people like, you know, having a really intense time and, and not wanting to chat, but there's other people who are like having a little conversation, having a break, going yeah. to get a glass of water. And it's nice. I think already if you're in, a, in an environment like that, yeah. that's not something that people experience every day already there's it's such a sex positive space that i don't think if someone brought out a sex toy anyone would be like oh my yeah. god the shame yeah, yeah, get yeah. that away so what do you think this is <laughs> <laughs> so i the, my favorite terminology ever is the idea of like an acoustic wank where you don't use a sex toy yeah. so acoustic like just with your hands oh. yeah. so the imagine like an acoustic orgy it's like sorry no sex toys allowed but yeah, just, yeah. But just <laughs> I don't want to be at that orgy. So, Ruby, you uh, use sex toys during group sex, but how do you keep that safe? Like, is there, like, you can't just be, like, throwing them around everyone. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's an important thing to say. We've got to have some sexual health hygiene stuff. Yeah. I mean, cleaning toys in general is always really important. So cleaning them before and after use is ideal because bacteria can kind of linger on them. Or just if you've got a toy in a drawer, always yeah. good to have a, like, give it a clean before you use it. Yeah, yeah. And then during sex, I, if it's an internal toy and it's being used on more than one person, putting a condom over it like you would with a penis. Oh, okay. Like safe sex practices still apply. It doesn't have to be like, you know, yeah. literal flesh. <laughs> um, okay. And I think with group sex as well, a lot of the time it's a sort of bring your own sex toy vibe. Like okay. you don't really want to be using toys across loads of different bodies. Um, there can be a bit of that if there's conversations around sexual health mm -hmm. testing and all of that, but it's just good to have that as a conversation. Un unsexy, but important. Unsexy, but very important. And then you can yes. get to the sexy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the weirdest sex toy you've ever used? <laughs> Yours is gonna yeah, be good. I've got some weird shit in my life. <laughs> I've got a um, sex rate at the show that I that just came out. We had loads of really amazing sex toys on the show, and some of them I had to go on set and be like, "Guys, I don't think we can show this. It's gonna freak people out." Like, there was really? there was a butt plug that was like this big, and it was a strawberry. And it's a it's an amazing <laughs> object, but I was like, um, "We can't." Sorry, <laughs> we're already asking quite a lot of viewers. Let's not do that. But they gave me my favourite toy from the show was a corn on the cob. That's like it's huge. Yeah. And I can't say I've used it, but it's on my nightstand and it kind of makes me laugh every time I see it. And maybe one day, maybe one day I'll, what is I'll build corn? up. To is it a dildo? It's a dildo, but it's like a silicone realistic corn on the cob, and so it's like green oh, on the like bottom. That. And then it's. Yeah. I don't think I could take it seriously. I would not no. be able to be aroused by no. a corn on the cob. But that's. But I do love what? that They're sex sexy. toys can make sex <laughs> toys can be so silly as well. Yeah. Like yeah. there's all of these amazing like alien esque like dildos there are some really great companies that make them and they're kind of they're like 
fantastical objects. And, you yeah. know, that's obviously not for everyone. And some people don't want a really silly sex toy. I like that there's a full range, but it's really mm. good when you can see stuff. Something for everyone. Something for everyone. Mm, yeah. What's your weirdest one? It's not that weird. What is Probably it? just like a toothbrush. An electric oh, one, obviously. Classic. Everyone's, everyone's first vibrator is their electric <laughs> toothbrush. It is. But honestly, do you I do you honestly have never done that. That that sugar rush was never a game changer. Never done a toothbrush, no. Well, first time for everything. <laughs> well, Vogue. <laughs> I, I, when I was a teenager, I lied to my mum and said that I'd lo- lost my electric toothbrush so that she'd bought me buy me a new a one. one. And then I had and then I had one from my nightstand and one for brushing my teeth. That is so funny. I don't think I've ever told her that. So. <laughs> she knows. Sorry, mum. <laughs> she what, knew. <laughs> have you tried those? Um, I, I I got given one. I was doing this TV show during the summer. It's it's a sex toy, but like it's operated by somebody else, like a smart sex toy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you tried them? They're good. Yeah. Are they? I just think it's like date night perfect. Like they make anything spicy. Yeah. They're fun. I just think like you said, it's fun and it's silly. There's a yeah. lot of silliness to that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I like them. Would recommend. Would recommend. Okay, purchasing. Um, <laughs> do you think sex toys have changed much over the years? They kind of, I feel like they all have the initial, like, just a long dick, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but then now, obviously, as, as technology goes on, you've got, like, the one that you can do the smart sex They're toy, which does now. sound like a lot of fun. And then you've got the pebble, which actually only until you describe that, like that makes sense as to why it's like that. And it's not such a concentrated yeah. thing. And supposedly I heard if you try a sex toy on the tip of your nose, that's meant to be yeah. how you'll know oh if God. you like it. It's for clitoral stimulation. It's quite a good way of kind of sensing because you can feel not only the sensation on the tip of your nose, but oh also God. kind of how it like spreads yeah, out across your, your face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you're like, OK, <laughs> I'm going to buy this. <laughs> but yeah, I I love how the sex toy industry has changed. I think for a long time, as you said, it was very much about replicating body parts and yeah. being like, this is a penis just yeah. to like on its own kind mm-hmm. of disembodied and, and kind of getting away from that and thinking about more abstract designs that are really built for bodies for yeah. our bodies and tech is always moving really fast and I think the way that sex and tech combine is great mm-hmm. yeah. but there's a lot more and I think a lot more of it is kind of made by and for women which is great mm-hmm. and I, I kind of wish that there was more variety for sex toys for men now yeah. we've got so much choice like women and people with vaginas and vulvas but for penises there's still this thing of like, oh, well, your hand's fine, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wish, in a way, there's still so much stigma about sex toys for women, but there's not really a conversation at all for men. No. And I want there to be. There isn't that many, like, aimed at them. Yeah. And there are some cool products. Yeah. Um, but like what? Well, like, really amazing kind of silicone sleeves. Because people think, if oh, you think sex toys yeah. for men, you think flashlight, yeah. realistic. There is, there's that out there, but actually there's these really futuristic like sleeves and I've used them with partners before yeah. and they've been really amazing. And then also, I, not that many straight men are ready to hear this, but like the prostate is an amazing part of the body. Mm. I wish I had a prostate. It's yeah. like the male G spot and it can be stimulated externally, like through from the perineum, the bit between oh. like under the balls, yeah. like massaging that area or using a vibrator on that area can stimulate the prostate, but also like internal play. I want more straight men to explore inside their bums. They'd have a great time. <laughs> I think there's so much. Do you hear the that? Not, the world's not ready to hear it, but like, honestly, please give it a go. Yeah. I well, think that's you'll really enjoy it. It's kind of a known thing. And I, watch, I was watching Sex Education, you know, the TV show, mm-hmm. and they, they had that on it. They yeah. had a whole thing about... Um, 
uh, someone figuring that out. And I thought that that was actually very interesting to do that. Um, sex toys in your relationship. So you said you use sex yes. toys in your relationship. Yeah. So uh, do you both do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do, yeah. Do you do that? I knew you were going to get me with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another yay, full round. Yay. We were doing. <laughs> no, I think they're really good. And like, obviously, but I didn't realise how connective they can be. Like you think of, I thought of a sex toy as something you use on your own or something you use maybe because you don't have a partner, which is awful, but obviously not true. Yeah. yeah. But when you use it with someone, like there's so much like connection there and you can talk about it and, about what you do like and you don't like and then you get to talk about it afterwards and then you yeah. get to look at new ones together and like there's so much you can do with like people. do you use them a lot in relationship like i wouldn't say it's like a de- like an every time thing yeah nowhere kind of near that no. be very irregular but maybe i have the wrong stuff i think what do you use together I honestly also yeah I, I'd say like 75% of the time that I'm having partnered sex I'm using sex toys really? but that also comes from having sex with women and with non-binary people like yeah. I've, I remember early on in my kind of sexual life the men that I was dating feeling intimidated by sex toys and yeah. feeling like there was a competition yeah. and not seeing a sex toy as like a shared tool like mm. an electric toothbrush sorry to make yeah. that analogy but like <laughs> no one's going to look at you and be like your teeth have fake clean because you used an electric toothbrush or like if you bake a cake and you use like a mixer no one's gonna say that's not a real cake whereas if we're using sex toys there's sometimes that inferiority or Mm -hmm. wanting to see them as like that is some kind of invalid pleasure but I think sleeping with having queer sex of all kinds but sleeping with women there's lots of fun things you can do without toys but it was really refreshing just being like oh yeah this can be part of the conversation yeah what kind of things do you enjoy yeah. Show me, show me yeah. how I can use that on you. Like, yeah. that's a really fun thing. So anything that I would use by myself is something that I'm really open to using with partners. Mm. And yeah. that can be really nice. It's a really good way to, to like, have better sex, I suppose. Because if you're yeah. teaching somebody, like, no, I don't like that. Yeah. This is the kind of thing I like. Yeah. It's, really, it's really important to have that conversation as well with somebody. Otherwise, you're just going to have bad sex. Mm. Like, you need to, you have to talk to each other to learn. Yeah. yeah. Something I heard lots when I brought out the vibrator was women were scared to buy one because they didn't want to intimidate or upset their male partners. Really? And they really thought they would be upsetting them by bringing something into the bedroom because it suggests, like you said, their inferiority yeah. or like their penis isn't doing enough for them or their hands aren't enough. And we went through lots of conversations, but just talking about how it's something to use together. Yeah. It's a sex aid. It's something to help. And if it doesn't help, you don't have to use it. But mm. it's there to help both of you, your, both yeah. of your combined experience. And it's not as scary. Once you try it, you just always realise it's just not as scary. And it's yeah. not intimidating. Have you ever had any mishaps with a sex toy? I feel like you're a sex toy queen. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know you have. <laughs> queen, but I've also had some mishaps, yeah. I mean, the, the main thing, which hasn't happened... I've had near misses with this, but it's never gone as bad as it could have done. But I really, really preach about flared bases for sex toys. Because if you're doing anything anal, if any, like vaginas are brilliant and wonderful. And there is a clear stop off because we've got the cervix. (laughs) It's like there's nowhere for something to go. People being like, oh, God, like the whole idea when you're a teenager of like tampons getting lost. It's like it really can't go anywhere. However, (laughs) anal... It can like, and the sphincter can can really um, like has a habit of 
sucking things up. Yeah. So flared bases on anal toys is really, really important. Anything that's not designed for anal play should not be going in or around the anus. Well, you hear those horror stories from doctors about things that people have put mm-hmm. up there and it's like, that should not be going near that. And But a lot of the time, I've got mates who are doctors who have got those, I think the worst one. I think all doctors have those stories. Like, yeah. that I've heard some real horror. I, don't, I think it's too early in the day to talk about the bad <laughs> ones. But like, it's people... I think when there's more shame around pleasure, particularly around exploring anal pleasure, it means people don't feel comfortable enough to seek out toys that are designed for that and instead Mm. use like any old household object. And that's where you get into trouble and you wind up in A&E. So it's about like, yeah. Oh, God, no. So that's... Big, big, biggest mishap, I think. (laughs) Losing them. The classic mishap, which I feel like everyone's done, is you lose a bullet. Yeah, and I I oh. remember this happening so well, and it was awful. Like lose a bullet within your body. Yeah, like really? in your vagina. It's oh horrible. my god! My partner, a boyfriend, a long long time ago, was using a bullet, and we weren't talking. There was no communication, and then all of a sudden he just went, "Whoops!" Oh and no! I thought, Christ, what's happened? And he went, "You're bionic." <laughs> on like a film, he went, "It's gone." I was like, "Jane, it's gone." So then I was like, "Get it out." <laughs> Tried to squat, wouldn't come out. Because oh, it's, no. it was on, it was vibrating. Oh, it's making me feel sick now. It was vibrating. I could feel it in my cervix. I could feel it inside me yep. doing this really faint vibrating because obviously it's deep inside you now. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's going to live here. What do I do? Oh, my God. It actually took about five minutes, which when it's inside you is a long time yeah. to get it out. And it was just a lot of squatting and awkward angles. <gasps> and thank God I got it. But I was like, right, we're never doing this again. You don't know what you're doing, sir. That's not meant to go inside. We're not talking. Literally. Oh, I've got to say, another big mishap, which I do very bad. I might be sex toy queen, but I'm really bad at remembering to charge them. Oh, okay. And <laughs> having a wank and a toy and dying on you. <laughs> that's a sad feeling. <laughs> I feel like you'd have backups. <laughs> I do, but you know, but come on. You I'm in, I'm in my flow. You you've, got yeah. to, you've got to be able to charge and be ready for anything. <laughs> Do you, oh, does it help with your relationship using sex toys? Like, does it change it? I think so. I think it has a really positive impact. Because, mm. again, it encourages that discussion and you get to talk about what you like and what you, you don't. You get to add more stuff in as add well. Add more yeah. stuff. Like, just try things together. Trying anything together, like new experiences, going new places, it's fun and exciting because you're doing it for the first time together. Yeah. Trying new toys together, I think it's just the same. It's a really bonding experience, yeah. I found. Do you think discovering self-pleasure redefined couple sex? Good question. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of my own answer for that. I think it adds more play. Yeah. It's fun. Because it's, I'm always really interested in the sexual scripts that we get. Mm. And where I think mm. porn informs this, but also just so many messages in our lives. When we think about couple sex, there's often something quite formulaic about it. And yeah. sometimes in longer term relationships, you can get into a bit of a routine. You know what each Same other likes, way. and you're like, exactly. okay, we'll do. I'll do this yeah. on you, and then you yeah. do, and then blah, 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 okay, and then we're done. And anything that's going to positively disrupt that routine, mm. I really, really welcome. And toys yeah. can be a great thing in that. It's not the only way, but I think they can really change things up. They are still a bit taboo, though, toys, like talking about them, saying you have them. Why, well, why do you think that is? I think it's the shame we all grew up with. It just yeah. sticks with us. It's so hard to shift. Like, I have a very... <laughs> my dad's side of the family is Lebanese. My mum's side of the family is Scottish. Both cultures that do not encourage sex talk, self-pleasure talk, any form of sex positivity <laughs> is not something I grew up with. So as an adult, I then had to learn about it. 
And it's through like things you find online, like resources, TV shows. Like that's how you have to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about your like? How do your parents feel about you guys having such an open dialogue about sex toys and sex mm-hmm. and masturbation online? My mum was really proud of me for doing the sex toy collaboration, and she follows me on Instagram. So yeah, she f- the first time I even worked with a sex toy brand, she was like. okay okay and she said she told me she saw it but then she swiped past to not watch it and she was like that's fair enough I think that like there should be yeah I don't want my mom listening to this pod for instance (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. and she was really proud when I released it and she was like well done I'm not I'm not gonna buy one but like don't worry mom I'll gift you one (laughs) (laughs) my dad didn't mention it but he also (laughs) they also didn't like say anything bad which kind of at this point is still a win in itself yeah, yeah. definitely They're quietly supportive yeah. which I was impressed by I think, I think my parents are sort of unshockable at this point yeah, <laughs> yeah you've really done your work but they're on boards and I guess I feel really grateful that I've been able to have those conversations I would find it really hard to do my job without parents who were kind of ready to have some chats yeah but also like my I'm second generation Sri Lankan and my mum was kind of like the the bad immigrant daughter where she was like I'm gonna go to art school and do all this weird stuff so I think by the time me and my sibling came along we were like yeah we're gonna be weird too sorry yeah she paved the way for you she did some people though I feel like I remember like going with my friends and you go into sex toy shops and you're just like kind of giggling away but mm-hmm. some people genuinely want one and just feel embarrassed to go and buy one what would you say about people like that I actually to be honest I'd probably go onto one of your pages and decide which one to get from there <laughs> I think that's okay. when I'd go online I just yeah. spend my time researching stuff online yeah. and just order it because now I think 99% of places that you order from, they all come in discreet packaging. Yeah. Like nothing's going to arrive that's going to be obvious of what you ordered. <laughs> this is a sex toy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so honestly, I've seen like, especially like back in the day, the brand of where you're ordering yeah. would be on the box and now they've all figured out that people don't want to be ordering. So yeah. your roommates aren't going to see it, your parents aren't going to see it and then you can just experiment in your own space, in your own time, in your own safe because yeah. I get it going to a shop as much as they're lovely and helpful it's still a bit scary like the yeah. fear of bumping into someone you know when you're doing for what feels like something really scary yeah. yeah but lots of lots of sex toy companies have like really good customer service where mm. you can talk to people and there are some oh. like more women's focused sex shops if you're unsure of what you're what you want yeah don't just panic and buy something like really this is an investment you know, no matter what get, you're you spending get, yeah ask and get and get some advice and feedback because mm-hmm. you've got to think about kind of what sensations you enjoy already mm. if you're someone who like is has a very sensitive clitoris and like doesn't like direct stimulation it's got to be kind of like over the clitoral hood that really tells you about the kind of toy that you're going to enjoy and the kind yeah. of toy you're definitely not going to enjoy mm-hmm. boots have sex toys boots have Really isn't good that, sex yeah, but isn't I that love, amazing yeah, that like you can them. just go into Boots and get a sex toy? It actually yeah. made me when when that first happened, it made me feel like genuinely emotional. I don't, <laughs> I think I kind of cried because because that's such a game changer as well yeah. to not have that. Oh God, I'm walking into a sex shop to be able to be faced with that in Boots, which is a very familiar yeah, like it's environment. Really progressive, yeah. Though. It's like it's so available to more people to to, to buy them yeah, if you're yeah. just in Boots, just you're pop just it in. Picking up your shampoo, also yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's just no harm in it. So that would be your advice: just take it at your own pace. Don't feel like you have to get straight into it, but just allow it to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of fun yeah. out there if you if and how you want to explore it. But yeah. there's no yeah. pressure to do it 
any other way other than how you want it. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, get your hands down your pants and have a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you both so much. I love that. Pleasure. Really lovely. Well, literally, pleasure. Pleasure. Pleasure, treasure. And that is the end of another fantastic episode of Taboo Talk. We really hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much to my amazing guests for being very up for this conversation, Nelly London and Ruby Rare. And if you enjoyed this app, please do rate, review and subscribe. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, please do like, comment and subscribe because it really helps. Until next time. 